interrupt this program to bring you a perfect acceleration switching lanes lift off 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 acceleration if you anxious take a sip of this medication acceleration switching lanes lift off acceleration switching lanes lift off acceleration switching lanes and then we take off feeling famous you should frame this sipping the medication like a bob marley party like he has for bar cause it's our party acceleration switching lanes and then we blast off like a nascar so you should frame this it will last longer picture this a really fast car first across the finish line still looking still accelerating i can last longer looking for another race push the gas on them if you can't even keep the pace down too fast for acceleration switch lanes then i blast off you win the way i switch lanes and accelerate don't get up in the way of my train won't last long plain chicken with a bad dog i ain't even got a fucking chain to hold me back god acceleration switching lanes lift off 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 acceleration and feeling anxious Take a sip of this medication. Acceleration, switching lanes, lift off. Acceleration, switching lanes, lift off. Like the bar to the last drop, then we gonna dance so hard to the last drop. That's when we fill another glass up. Acceleration, switching lanes, lift off. Ass up, she don't wanna show her face. We got the camera. She just want a little something later for the fans. She already know the man's up, and I ain't even got a rubber band. I just like to see how high you can stand up. Acceleration. Did I say that right? Yes, Alundis. Thank you. And your podcast is the Winner's Paradigm. Awesome. And um, how did you hear about my podcast? Or you reached out to me, so you know, <laughs> I feel like I'd grill you a little. <laughs> absolutely, Angie. And, and thank you again for letting me uh, come on to All Fudged Up. Um, I actually was looking. Uh, uh, through podcast categories and was saying, hey, you know, what aligns more with me? And when I seen All Fudged Up, I love the title of it, number one, because it's captivating. Um, but two, it was kind of, it, it's great. You know, in my story, like I said, um, I went through so many ups and downs and, and acknowledging that, hey, I got a problem or, hey, there's a lot of things wrong with me where it was, it's okay. You know, and it's, hey, certain things you're conditioned to, certain things happen you can't control. It is the way it is, but you determine that outcome. You determine if you're going to stay in that position or you're going to take action. So for me, um, going through all that, you know, I went to the military and the Marine Corps, um, got injured, and that was the worst thing for me because at that time I was my own boss. So it was thinking of myself over here, and then after that it's like, hey, you're injured, take a seat, you're no longer what you are. And then it's like, oh, you know, so then I had a problem with ego because before I was able to back it up, physically fit, you know, 
my own boss and then now I can't, you know, and now people are, are saying I'm incompetent and I'm having to evolve, right? So that's where I was, hey, well, maybe you got to pick up a book for once. And that was one thing I said I would never do is read books. And then all of a sudden went from, you know, it's part watching... of the Marine Corps, like, you know, cores, right? <laughs> exactly. It, it, it went to, to one thing where it was like, I was so busy doing all these things, you know, going to school as well, having a family that it was like when I watched Netflix and it was just my favorite show. And it was just like, I don't feel comfortable. And, mm. and it's one of those where it's like, I just want to relax, but you're doing so much, you know, you're working, working, working. And then when you go back to that old routine, it doesn't work, you know? So for me, um, loved when I seen, you know, what your podcast was about. And I just felt like I can add value to your audience by just ex- sharing a little bit with them. Awesome. We appreciate that. Thank Always you. looking for new perspectives. Um, which is why I wanted to have you on and talk to you. Um, I listened to a couple of your episodes and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Pass the vibe check. Sure. Um, so how long were you in the military? So I was in for four years. All right. Um, and that, you know, that always, uh, changes you. I'm sure you saw some stuff or whatever. Um, so, and how long have you been out like back in the real world? (laughs) Good, good question. So I actually am coming up on two years, July 1st, actually. Okay. You seem pretty well adjusted for two years. Uh, it's, it's been a roller coaster. Um, yeah, so let, let's, let's go into a little bit of it because it's, it's been everywhere. Um, yeah. So year two, I actually tore all the cartilage in my right knee. So from mm. there, that's when I said um, everything kind of went downhill from there slowly. The reason why is, yes, I was my own boss and I still was kicking. Um, Bad thing was, was I was injured. So I was no longer what I was. You know, I was on a a board to get promoted. Yeah, that got yanked pretty quickly because all of a sudden they do physical fitness tests. They don't. And and it was funny as I'm training. I know the rules. I know the ones who are great in the board and have great personal relationships with them. So, you know, and it was one of those where they're just lying and it's politics, you know. So it was, all right, you know, you're hurt. What are you going to do? Year three finally had, or excuse me, about that whole year I was trying to figure out, you know, what was going to get me to the next level. And best thing I did was I did start working on my bachelor's business management. Um, School's not for me, but it was one of those things that, hey, you said you're going to do it and you're putting all this time into it. And I'm glad I did because it allowed me to learn what I'm actually passionate about. So from there, went into year three um, and I I just got angry and it was, I don't want to do this anymore. It was like, why? Because... I literally was on top of the world. Somebody told me what my worth is, and now I'm nothing. And it's, you know, mentally just draining. But, two, it's like, why do I want to put my life in, in possession of someone else's hands? And if it's I want to just move on, I can move on. But instead, you know, I have to keep doing this and, and keep going through every single day where it's like you're really questioning your worth as a person because, you know, it's just little things that you never went through before. And it was one of those for me where it was just everything kept adding up, adding up. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Um, best decision I ever made. But it was one of those, you know, that I definitely realized, you know, who I was as a person. So I love that journey. Um, so from there, figured out the last month um, that I needed a second surgery to my right knee. So I go to my surgeon. Oh, actually, you know, I got orders. I'm actually moving across country. So I'm going to send you to a specialist that can help you. Awesome. Go to the specialist, right? Two weeks later. It looks like you have two weeks here. You need a medical extension. I'm like, yes, sir. Um, to the best of my knowledge, that orthopedics was supposed to write it, and I went to them. They said the surgeon's supposed to write it, so I'm asking him, could you write me this extension? And he's like, 
yeah, you, your admin does it. And I'm like, no, admin does not write extensions. This is a medical extension. So I go to admin, give me the runaround. No, you either do two physical fitness tests and say you're good and you're not, you know. So then I was left kind of checking my integrity because it was either, hey, you're lying about it. And in the future, when I go to get the surgery again the third time, um, they can get me in charge of me with malingering, which I can get kicked out for. Or, you know, it could be getting out and doing what I want to do on my terms. Um, so I figured out then that I'm getting out, you know, and it was one of those where I was like, hey, what are you going to do? Um, I said, I'm going to own my own business. I planned for it 10, 12 years later. And then um, funny thing was, is I said, hey, well, I got to get some skills. So I went into home improvement sales, um, which at the time was a good decision as in teaching me professionally, but it was just tough mentally why I'm out 16 to 18 hour days, um, waking up in the morning, covering three and a half counties in, in uh, San Diego. So it's driving, you know, two, three hours away sometimes, and then coming home that night, midnight, you know, barely get to see the wife, um, picking up fast food. And it was just one of those where it was like, my mental health was going down, but physically I started to gain a little bit of weight because I'm over here, you know, picking up things, can't eat good hours, um, working out whenever I could get it in. But at the same time, you know, if I woke up too early, I'm driving all day, I'm going to be tired. So it was one of those, you know, where I went into um, a new position that I thought was right for me at the time, went to a mortgage brokerage, and that really opened my eyes. Um, the reason why I say that is, for me, I always got treated like I was older. So when I was a little kid, my parents treated me like I was older. Marine Corps was my own boss. So I hung out, you know, people who were in their 30s, 40s. And, and that, those are my people because we both thought differently. They, they treated me like I was mature. And then I get around people my age again, and it was tough because I have these you know, young kids just li moved out of their mom's house, still living with their parents, and then saying things, asking me to prove myself. And that was one where it was just like, yeah, I can't do this, you know, because now I have to chip on my shoulder and I got to prove something. I've, I've been there, done that. Like, what, what else do you want to talk about? So it was um, funny there. First thing that happened was, um, I actually was just on Facebook and I seen one of my mentors now, Zach Babcock. Um, he put a course out for $47 and it was how to start a podcast. And up until that point, you know, I, I thought about it and I said, hey, do I really want to start a podcast? And I said, you know what? Yeah, like I'm starting to flip things around for me, started making a little, little bit of money there. Um, things started to click. I actually dealt with adversity because I failed my mortgage exam three times. And that was one where it was, it was crushing because up to that point in my life, I've never felt anything that much. And two, it was, you know, I'm, I'm working all day, sleeping 46 hours a day, you know, fitting time in for the wife, fitting time in because we had three dogs, fitting time in because I'm working on my degree, working on studying for that test, working extra sales to get my, my money up, you know, so we can be able to get a house. And it was, hey, you're failing. But when I really looked at it, you're doing 10, 12 things in a day. And you're, you're complaining about one. And it was yeah. like, do you realize, you know, how much you did accomplish? So from there, that allowed me to be able to see like, hey, you know, you got this, hone into your process. Um, so I started building my podcast about recalling pe people's mindsets so they can achieve their definition of success. Um, and all that means on the winner's paradigm is I get people on there to just talk about their story and say, hey, you know, this is where it wasn't going well for me. I flipped the script. You know, maybe I learned some things that didn't resonate with me now I'm going to do this to get me better so in my case started the podcast joined that mastermind group with my mentor slowly built that relationship and then actually recently we started collaborating to start a business together called Alpha Influence Media and it's going to be about helping podcasters um, get aligned to their ideal audience 
increase their influence. So that means, you know, getting you booked on the right shows that you can go to so you can be able to focus on building all that content, going out there, selling your products to them, or even letting them know, hey, you know, this is what my movement's doing. Would you like to be a part of it? That way you're able to focus on your process, make sure everything's good. And then on the back end, you know, we deliver you with the, the professional um, accessories where you're going to be able to actually have, you know, a uh, visual to show to them that's going to say, hey, you know, this is what we're bringing out to your podcast. This is kind of the media that we send out. So all you got to do from there is just post it and it's already going to be captivating to your audience. So boom, it's a win-win on both aspects. Yeah. Sounds pretty straightforward. And is that what you're passionate about? Is just helping with the podcast specifically or? So I would say what I'm passionate about is just helping people and get to know, you know, why they think the way they think and then helping them on their journey. Um, and, and that's kind of what podcasting has done for me because you get to talk to a whole lot of people and they're always doing something similar. They have a routine, you know, they're, they're helpful. They're really grateful for what they have, you know, and in my case, it was seeing all these people in was realizing um, if they can achieve it, why can't I? You know, why is it that when I stick around my little bubble or sometimes it is family, you know, and you stick around them and, and they tell you like, oh, maybe you should just get a good job. Maybe you should go work at the bank. So it's stable. <laughs> and you're like, I don't want to do this. Me, I'm one of those people that gets irritated. So like I said in the Marine Corps, like I was kicking ass and they're saying you're nothing. I'm like, well, I don't want to be here then because why am I going to be – doing extra going above and beyond because that's the expectation I set but I get paid the same as the other guy who sits there plays on his phone and wastes eight hours or I had a boss that she let people play on their phones in the shop but if I did college homework oh that's off-duty education she wrote me up like it was one of those where I was just like once I got out I said I'm never gonna be in the same room with you because we don't deserve that like I'm never gonna engage in that conversation we have no value to add there and I was like I'm sorry it has to be that way but honestly you know I'm really glad because I don't want to deal with this anymore to where it's like you couldn't have a normal conversation without you know ego going and and someone getting upset so great lesson there Um, but in my case you know podcasting has allowed me to actually tap into that and then realize for myself you know once talk to people like you um, that, that there's a lot that we all can learn from each other and get better there so I'd say you know it's just overall improving that human experience becoming that better person and then while you know building something for you and your family yeah I agree I my last job which was similar to most of the jobs that I had had for the last 15 years you know very like corporate very you know CPA firm like you dress like this you whatever and and I just got to a point where I was like, eh, this is crushing my soul. Especially, like, when I just had too many people that, you know, just completely talked down to me. Like, well, what do you mean it's like this? Or, well, we better make sure that actually came out and went to the right place. You know, insinuating what? That I'm stealing from you because I'm pretty sure that you would know pretty quickly if that was happening because one I'd be gone like and two there would be the other obvious implications and it's just it just got to a point where uh, yeah and and of course I never say the right thing to clients that they want me to say because they want me to be like oh yes Mr. Mrs. Smith like I will absolutely do that for you in the next 15 minutes and it's like 
But that's not the reality. Like, one, it's probably going to take longer than that. And two, you know, it's just, I have all these whatever other things. And it's just, you know, it is what it is. It's the job. But it just, it just, it got so soul crushing. And then just like every little tiny mistake, it just, you know, got to a point where I was just like, oh my God, I can't, I, I just can't do this anymore. And I then my you. mom's just like, what do you mean? <laughs> I love how you said that. Um, and what's funny is how it actually came about with me, my mentor, now business partner happened, um, was I worked at a a, um, a job that helped veterans with their VA claims. So it was pretty awesome because I myself, you know, was able to get compensated um, well for it and be able to help others and, and talk to them. And it was fun and not fun. Fun because, you know, people were stuck in the same situation because 40 years ago, you know, when they got out in, in Vietnam um, or even after, they didn't have the knowledge, the resources. So they spent right. all these years where they could There wasn't the support. It. Exactly. So it's like, it's great because you're helping them. Bad because they're so upset with what they're doing, you know. And it was one where I really loved doing it. And um, I got to a point where my wife had to go back to work full time because she's in the Navy as, as well. Um, so my wife's in the Navy. She goes back in. And then um, I let my bosses know is, hey, we're having a problem with child care. It's about $1,400 um, every two weeks. It's going to be 2800 for the month. We can't afford that right now. That's going to stretch us thin. You know, we just bought a house. And it was one of those where, I, okay, figure it out, you know. And they didn't check up on it. They didn't give me a corrective action plan. Oh, Monday morning, um, I didn't hit the sales numbers the, the week before because I had 35 uh, no-shows. So they were upset about it, and normally, you know, that's when you pick up the phone even harder, start calling, but I can't do that because I'm taking care of my little one. So I didn't really care about it because I don't trip off numbers because you can always put in that extra work, whatever. You know, and at that time, we're shooting, you know, hundreds of texts a day, we're giving emails, we're calling, so everybody knows what we're doing, they're looking at their phone, it's just eventually it's going to pick up. So one of the managers called me, and that was the conversation we had, was corporate structured. And I knew the way he was going with it. And then he goes, is your heart really in it? And in my head, I wanted to be like, man, get out of here. Like, what are you doing? Why would you call me that? Stop reading my brain. <laughs> exactly. So I got upset with him. And I was just like, he's like, is your heart really in it? I said, I don't know. And then we went back into it, you know, talking. And I said, all this was is I gave you a corrective action plan. I told you how it's going to do. And now we're talking about that. Now we're talking about how. He's like, man, you don't want to talk to me. You go to another boss, probably because you talk like this. Or he blatantly would, like, talk shit on other people um, or, or blame it in, like, oh, the girls have better sales numbers than you. Okay. Like, like, what are you trying to do? Motivate me? Again, um, I was out for two weeks because my daughter was born. So it was, like, one of the things he was saying because I didn't make numbers. And I was just like, you know what? I'm done. I talked to my mentors that day. And they were like, hey, you know what? We actually can, <laughs> we actually can collaborate on something. Um, and we felt like this would work, you know. So it was one of those where I just said, hey, I'm quitting my job. I'm fully going in on what I'm doing because I'm tired of working that job. I'm tired of pleasing people or saying the wrong thing or, you know, getting injured. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like back to square one and trying to find my way. And then yeah. from there, you know, doing it. So that was kind of funny where you, where you said the corporate world. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got that at that job. And that just ticked me off where I was just like, you're a veteran company. Ugh. I but mean, and two weeks out, you know, to spend with your newborn daughter, right? Like, I assume she was just born, and that was... Yeah. Yeah. Because you had to be there for six months, apparently, to get the... P FMLA. Uh, 
there you go yeah so i was just like okay well i'm gonna take pto and then i came back and they were just like hounding me and i was just like bro i've been gone and at the same time too is like they wouldn't tell you you're you're doing bad they would only say it like in group settings so it's just one of those where it's like wow you're throwing shade again and then from there um i would ask for help and they're like you know what this is going to be the first counseling how is this going to be a counseling if I'm the one who directly went out to you and said, hey, boss, I have a question. Can you please help me, sir? Now it's a counseling. Like, so it was just kind of all these misconstrued things. And that, that was one thing where I was just like, nope, I'm not going to repeat that for myself. I'm going to build something so I can be able to be a great leader. But two, find those answers for other people and say, hey, this is what we can do. Yeah, definitely. We're the boat that I'm sitting in. We're like... Um, I have my podcast. I love my podcast. I want to continue doing it. Absolutely. So, you know, eventually I'll figure out how to make money off of it. But, you know, it's also, yes, like the sales stuff, like you can always sell something at some point. Um, and that's kind of what I'm figuring out. Like my, my mindset mostly has been like accounting and, you know, documenting all that stuff. But at the same time, like, you know, within the last year, I started started growing cannabis. And that has just been this complete eye-opening thing of this whole new world of business ventures. And I don't mean that in any, like, cutthroat, whatever, whatever way. But, like, you know, there's certain things now that um, nutrients that I found that I started liking. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like I could sell that and maybe a couple of other things that, you know, would be cool to get into. Um, and then also this, you know, somehow get into the cannabis industry in general, just because like I, um, you know, not just because I, I smoke it and I use it and now I grow it, but I just, I've, I want to get out there. There's the, the whole medical medicinal value of this entire plant, uh, medical and as well as, you know, you can make textiles out of it and, you know, anything you can do with like, um, trees is paper, cotton, all that. You can do that with, with this plant. So it's just, and it's easier to grow. It's faster to grow. And I just, I, you know, I really want to like get into like the, you know, advocacy of that as well as like, you know, the use of it like is, is a medicine and it's enough to keep like my husband and I from, uh, being in jail or otherwise somehow like, you know, in some sort of supervised facility because, you know, we don't really play well with others when we, you know, don't have this, you know, kind of edge taken off. So I, I love how you yep. said that number one, you know, looking into it and then two, you know, kind of how the takes the edge off and, and yeah, I get you hundred percent. I'm one of those people where that's why I stopped drinking um, I'm just one of those that says shit and I think it's funny and then other people may not, you know, and it's either you're like, you either like me, you don't, you know what I mean? Strong personality, but pretty cool for the most part. Um, but yeah, I'd be drinking and then just roasting people and they'd be like, who's this guy? Like, why you're does like, he Why are you so it? mean? Exactly. And I'm just like laughing because that's the way mm-hmm. I am. That's the way me and my friends are. But it's one of those where it's like, oh, we can't take you anywhere. You're going to offend somebody. And it's just like, yeah, I don't really don't care. Like, you can take your feelings and go over there. Like, if you don't like that, say, because I'm not saying anything that's crossing the line. I'm just in that gray area, you know? So it was just one of those where I was just like, no. And then, too, like, learning about cannabis. Yeah, I, I grew up the same way. Um, my grandfather was huge into it. And he would tell me that it helps him because he had all these things that were wrong with him. And for me, you know, it was one that I was always interested in. I actually have um, 
Oh, I don't even have it with me. Dang. Um, I actually have two buddies that I met during podcasting that own CBD companies. So I started learning from them. Um, the first one was like, hey, this is federally legal. But I was just like, you can't take it in the military. So that's why I thought, you know, you can't. They're like, nope, you can't. Um, so I actually met that. I met another veteran, um, the Stone Vet USMC. So that was kind of weird. Was He's 100% disabled, and he advocates for people using um, medicinal marijuana. So it was awesome, you know, hearing about that and then just learning meeting another buddy um, where he was like, sent me a CBD company, this, and I'm like, oh, $150, like, I don't have that money right now. You know what, I'll send this to you for free. So he sends nice. it to me for free. Um, I actually bought a, a shipment of some other topical. He sent me like five other things. They keep mm-hmm. sending me notes every time. So I'm like, you know what, I wanna do business with you. I now have affiliate codes for him. Um, so it was one of those for myself where I was like, hey, you learned about all these things, and in my case, I already hate antidepressants. Um, they gave it to me as a neuroblocker. Said, oh, it's going to help you. I was like, I can't take this. You're going to take it. So I take it. You know, I start having panic attacks and just feeling crazy. I'm at work. I'm shaking, crying. So they tell me to go to medical. And then I go talk to my therapist again. She's like, oh, you know how um, antidepressants work? It's kind of like a bull. And when you overflood it with water, it just keeps going. But nothing happens. And I'm like, ma'am, all I'm telling you I took this damn medication and all of a sudden I'm crying and having bad thoughts and I'm sitting in the corner at work and it's like and we're telling me that this isn't and she's like why I was like I took it three times to make sure that three times was true because the first two I told them they didn't believe me so I was like you know what maybe I'm just making shit up and then I went you know to bed again like they told me to do make sure I eat no you know so I definitely love how you said you're passionate about that and you're learning about it but yeah I'm doing the same thing and I'd say like in my case um, that's the one thing I'm kind of upset about is like veterans anybody really should be able to have access to cbd and be able to know about it but there's always that stigma for some reason and now it's slowly going away but also like if they look at the tax dollars that are being made they're making killer you know yeah it's just going to bring so much more back to the country that we can actually use and so forth you know not to get political but just the money they're making off of it is awesome as well yeah that's a big thing and I mean part of the money is that like yes going into business as a you know let's say you're recreation marijuana right you're in a state that's legal to do that um there's a lot of fees there's a lot of taxes that the business has to pay um and so you know kind of is what it is and my hope is that once it becomes for sure federally legal that like all that some of those taxes will kind of go away because it'll I hate to use this word, be regulated. Um, But, you know, hopefully it'll also be like, oh, but look at, you know, so many other facilities can grow and we can, you know, now produce more and all that. And um, yeah, Um, about the drinking, like my, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the podcast, but my my husband had had a big problem with drinking when he got out of the army. it it got really bad because the when he got out of the army was kind of right when his his first son was born um and so and he was like not with the the baby mama like they were getting divorced by then and um it just wasn't working out and by that i mean it was a nightmare um, and so he started drinking a lot. Um, he stopped because it was court ordered for a little while. But the second that it wasn't court ordered anymore, he kind of slipped back down and started doing that. And I was in the picture at that point. And I was just, you know, like I could tell when he was drunk because he was just like annoying as fuck. 
Like, just so annoying. Because he, he thought he was being funny, I guess, or something. But I'm just like, why did you say that? That was dumb. Like, what? Like, there was, um, my, my parents were in town. Um, it was, like, around December, Christmassy type of thing. And we were looking for something. Oh, a uh, can opener. And I knew I had one and I couldn't find it, couldn't find it. And I'm like, where's the can opener? And you know, that drunk SUV, SOB like was like, oh, I'll go to the store and get you one. And I'm like, what? Why? You're acting weird. Get back. Like, and he's like, I'll just be right back. And then goes like, leaves the house for like an hour or something, comes back with my can opener with the rust on it and everything. Like it was a manual one, but like... Really? And he tried to be like, oh, you just went to the store and got this. And I'm like, no, no, you didn't. (laughs) You might have gone somewhere, but you didn't get this from the store. This is the one that I had. Look, there's the rest. And like, and so we finally like had to get to an ultimatum point because I was just like, no, you can't do this around me. Like it, it's, you know, it's just, he's a completely different person. He is completely irresponsible. And and it got to the point where even one night I got, you know, just wasted drunk. He was, like, sober at this point, And I got drunk because, I don't know. And, um, like, he finally saw because, like, I remember even saying at one point, like, being, like, drunk Angie doesn't give a fuck about anything but being drunk. Okay? That's how this is. I don't give a shit about anything else. You figure that out. And, like, I think that's when it started, like, clicking. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Socks. It's not pleasant to be around. I, I 100% agree. Um, and for me, it was kind of the same. It kind of brought a lot out. You know, made me realize that, yeah, I got a lot of things wrong that I need to work on. So I love talking about stuff like that. But two, it kind of was, and I speak for a lot of people because I know they go through it. The military is just like so damn stressful for no reason. And it's just really like a lot of the times, like they try to hype you up or training or whatever it could be, you know, that they, that they think, yeah, that they think, um, but just the amount of shit you endure, like the shit you hear is just like, bro, you're really spending time out of your day to just come up with some negative shit to think it's funny and then fuck up somebody else's day, you know? So it's like one of those. And, and that's what everybody does. You just start drinking and then, yeah, it's fun. Cause it's a camaraderie and you're doing and it. It's and it's legal. Exactly. And then bad things start happening. And then it was just like us getting in trouble or, my roommate one time, um, because I live six hours away from home, so I'd drive home on weekends when I first got in, and um, my roommate had, like, three bottles in our room, and, like, we could have got busted down in rank and whatever. I wasn't even there, so I was pissed, you know, went in there. I got up to this dude. I'm like, yo, I'm going to kick your ass. Like, why did you have this liquor in the room? Like, you could have just drank it over the weekend. He's like, I'm not going to drink three bottles. That's stupid. I'm like, well, now we got caught with it. Luckily, one of our guys was like, hey, that's one of my Marines, like, got us back in a different way um that wasn't fun but it was one lesson learned you know and in my case they're like hey you need to make sure your roommate doesn't do that so i was upset because i wasn't there um i didn't even check it before going to work because that was the dumb part you know but it's one of those like we didn't think they were going to check rooms um so it was just one of those you know drinking brought out everything and then it just kind of with my wife too when we first got together and so forth i was just a wreck saying crazy shit um first day I met my father-in-law we're like all drinking and then my sister-in-law's there and she's she's a great person love her to death um her personality is just too much for me she's one of those that just like a little kid keeps talking keeps asking questions and then she's just like are you gonna stay in and I'm like no I'm getting out because I hurt my knee why not 
and do you love it? And like, oh my god. And like, and, and I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. And he looks at me, he's like, too much, too much. What did, yeah, what did you just say? And I'm like, oh, but I was just drunk, you know, I didn't think. And then also, I'm just drinking, and a whole bottle of Jameson, I'm almost done with it. He's like, I've watched you, you almost drank this whole thing, like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, no, like, blah, 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 you know, talk through it with him, realize, okay, yeah, you know, maybe I am crossing the line, maybe it's that. And in my case, you know, definitely not doing it allows me to be able to, when the time comes, you know, enjoy one, two, but I know when to stop now. You know, I know that, hey, you know, it's not that. Started working out a little bit, so I was like, oh, I can't do that because I'm doing this. And if I do, it's going to subtract it because before I used to think you can do both. And it was just one of those where it was just like, yeah, you know, your body changes. Yeah, our 20s. Older. Yeah. <laughs> well, even me, once I started getting hurt, yeah, my body just fell apart. And then I messed up my metabolism, too, because um, I wrestled before I went in the Marine Corps. So I was just dropping crazy, losing weight, gaining it, losing it. Um, so when I got older, it took like another four years to actually finally build it to where it was like, I can be at a certain weight and be fine. If not, I'd explode. So even in the Marine Corps, I went through a lot of sizes where I was like big and then I'd get shredded and they'd be like, oh, and then, yeah. And then every time like it would happen, are you okay? You know, is your mental health okay? And I'm like laughing because I'm like, you know what? They're right. You know, I am starting to just not care anymore. Yeah. And that's the... The key, but not the key, is like, yeah, you have to get to a point where you're you're doing it to make yourself happy. Mm-hmm. So, and then when uh, mom or whomever is like, are you okay? You're just like, yes, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, all right. Well, I weren't. Oh, no, I know. Thank you. But, yeah, absolutely. It, it gets to the best of us. Plus, you know, once you're not in your 20s or I don't know I think it was by mid to late 20s I was just like it's too hard to drink it's too hard to keep up with this and I I agree like I go to sleep late anyway I go to sleep like 11 30 11 every night um and and it's gonna get better you know so I'm working on it trying to get that time down um especially with like helping the wife with the little one trying to get extra stuff done I have like two months of school left so that's my key is like Mm -hmm. after that strip it down go to sleep 9 p.m., wake up 3.30 so I can get two hours to work out before my wife goes to work. Um, so I'll kinda, I'm kind of i going to be better with that, and that's kind of where I'm slowly doing it. But for me, it's like that's a routine, you know, and it's one of those where it's like you got to be motivated, dedicated to get what you need done. For example, like we have all the baby toys all over the room. We have clothes everywhere because we just washed. Like i got to make sure I help, you know, at least put this in our room, put this away, clean up a little bit every night. I got to wash the dishes, clean the kitchen. And it's like, I can't do that if I'm drinking. And then the next morning, you know, stay up too late or drink. And then now I feel like crap. And then it's eight when I should have got up at six. And now I just wasted two hours. And then we got to do something. feel like crap. Exactly. So that's where kind of now it's clicked for me, especially with the little one. And it's like, oh, you know, luckily I haven't drank. But uh, no, she'll get up early. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. You know, especially drinking. Yeah, I would be hating my life. And babies don't care. Exactly. They're like me. It's all about me, and you're like, oh, right, you're baby. She's she's really great though. Um, she loves to sleep sleep all night, so that's like the best part. But How she old is she now? She's gonna be six months on the twenty eighth. Ooh, wow! And sleeping all night. Look at you. Yeah. So so that's a great thing. Um, it's funny because like with me, she acts different. So she'll be like clingy if I put her down. So. I'll, when I watch her, like, I'll do emails in between or, like, set up podcasts or 
put her in her jumper, and then do a podcast episode. And um, she'll be, like, upset. Like, when she gets upset, she just wants me to hold her. It's like one episode. I had to go grab her. I had to hold her. And I'm like, all right. You know, and then she starts talking. She's like, where her, man? Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I absolutely. My kids, too. Uh, so I remember that. And uh, don't be surprised if she goes through a little sleep regression somewhere around eight months. That was totally that was normal. Week. My kid, it lasted for like two nights. It was, you just you just stay on the routine and you'll be fine. But No, that was last week. Um, uh, she just, it was like two, three days in a row where she just did not like me. She would like me in the morning. She would sleep. Mm-hmm. And then she just would like be upset and just anything I did. Like normally I'm really good. All right. Diaper, mm-hmm. food try to remember what times you know and mm-hmm. i'm like quick to know what okay you're playing you're tired mm-hmm. and then i was like doing that and then she would like lay there and then she's like punching me try to put her eyes fingers in my eye, and i'm like all right she's just playing she doesn't want to go to sleep <laughs> wait until she runs around <laughs> and then headbutts you <laughs> yeah that's I, awesome I definitely i know she probably will <laughs> Yeah, it's inevitable. Like, she'll be, like, on you at some point, and then just, like, wham, and you're like, oh, my, whatever. It it always sucks. (laughs) But, yeah. Right now, we're working uh, through, like, Ryan, uh, my husband, um, speaking of the drugs, I probably talked about that, like, 20 minutes ago. um, He was prescribed, like, they diagnosed, finally diagnosed him with, like, ADD and whatever else, and um, they had him on some Adderall, you know, for that. And, you know, I got to tell you, the last couple of months have been fucking hell. <laughs> like, he's just been, uh, you know, and we talked about it, and it was like, he was finally like, I, I think it's the Adderall. Like, it's just, I feel, like, agity, and, and my thoughts are racing all the time. And I was like, yeah, maybe it is. And so he stopped taking it. The last couple of days and like yesterday it was just like yeah it's it's a big difference like i i don't think that's the right stuff for me um just because it just like he would get like manicky but not manicky did i lose you what happened Let's see what happens. See if he comes back or... Ha. I'm so sorry about that. Hey. My Google timed <laughs> out right now. Oh, it happens. I was just like talking and I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> it, it literally just did that. Like I seen something a pop-up and I'm like no and then it just clicks off and I'm like no. wow alright <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm sorry that he has to go through that and I know exactly you know how that kind of feels um, with it that's how I kind of felt you know when they wanted me to take the medication it was just one of those where it was like I just didn't feel right yeah. and then two when I go to like the therapy they try to tell me oh no it's not well we can get you prescribed something else and then even like for instance when I got I got knee surgery and it was like they gave me Oxycontin and I took that and I'm like, this doesn't even work, you know? And, and two, I didn't really want to take it just because I know what it is. Um, and back in the day, my, one of my friends used to say that this, that's synthetic heroin. You don't want to touch it. So it was kind of one of those where I was just like, uh, you know, it took them and it just wasn't working for me. Like yeah. it wasn't helping my knee. My knee was still killing me. Um, 
it was funny. I walked to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and then I missed a step because they told me you can walk on the second day, and I just fell on my face. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get those crutches again. Um, so just taking it slowly, and it was like even taking that was just like, no, this isn't for me. I didn't like the way it felt, you know. Yeah. 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 And then two, you just start acting different. It was just one of those. Like I felt bad for my wife because she has to deal with drunk me and that. And now, you know, luckily she doesn't. She just deals with me making little comments, you know. So it's like, hey, working on that now. <laughs> but it's definitely less than the drinking being a problem. Yeah. Not being able to be around anybody. <laughs> yeah. And it, like, it, you know, it kind of works through quicker. Like, I, I there's been a, an immediate difference over the last couple of days. So that's been a lot nicer. So. Yeah, it's just, I've been on um, antidepressant stuff myself. And, you know, once you find the right stuff, sure, like, you know, you make it makes a difference. Um, but, you know, the stuff that I was on then also, like, had possible um stroke and whatever complications so it was like all right well and then i like lost insurance for a while so i was like all right getting off of that for a little while and then just circumstances changed and whatever and i wasn't like in that state as bad so i don't you know of course it's always like i could be back that to that but i'm trying to like kind of keep myself out of it and i've noticed you know specifically like lately it's you know it's been the job stuff that's been like a huge depressing thing and um you know because like tax season sucks it is like you know january or february to april or whatever and this last place wasn't even that bad like it was only like one month or whatever because it was like just like it wasn't like taxes it was just small business but um but it's just it's intense and it sucks and and then the rest of it and it was just so that was another reason I was just like when that didn't work out and they were like we're gonna have to ask you to leave I was like cool dude <laughs> I'm not happy about it but I'm not sad about it and I'm thinking this is for the best for all of us so like they get, see it motivated you a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah and just absolutely and like I definitely feel happier like I you know I don't dread waking up every day and having to like you know, go sit and have my soul crushed for eight to nine hours a day. So it's been a lot better. <laughs> I, I definitely agree with you. That's how I felt when I worked at that mortgage brokerage to where it was just like, yeah. go there. And then what was funny is I, I accepted a new position. Um, I actually was learning from one of the top loan officers in the country. Great, great lessons, you know, learning from him, talking to him, just seeing the way he interacts with people. And I always called him a robot just because he would just go down and it was just no energy Read the script. Or, excuse me, he would he would match he would match energy um he had his own little script that he would do and go through with you but it was pretty cool conversational the only thing was uh was he just didn't show emotion so i was like what what is this you know and people would be screaming at him and he would just bring him back down to earth you know what i i totally understand and then he just says what he was trying to say a different way and then they're like you know what i didn't think of that and yeah. then he like pause it look at us he's like did you see what i just did he's like i just reframed that in a different question i can't do I'm that like, i'm just too emotional oh, or empathetic exactly. or something i start feeding on it and then i'm like ah! <laughs> that was me yeah i started to get upset because i was doing more paperwork side and like getting their lo loans ready to close and getting all this hounding people for paperwork you know follow-ups to get more leads in um so i didn't really hit the phones and we had like a queue that would go on so my sales numbers dropped from like being the best to like almost the worst because I didn't do that anymore. So I'd go in these like sales meetings and like, why are you here? I don't know. Like, 
Honestly, I really don't know. And I'd explain what happened. And they're like, next week, Alundis, why are you here again? I just explained last week, you know, and like, maybe you should start picking up some calls. And I'm like, actually, we're doing pretty dang good. Like, we're top three right now. <laughs> but yes, I can start doing that for you. It's just what he's wanted has been priority. So I make that happen over, you know, taking a call, going through it. And a lot of times, too, is like, um, the loan officer I worked for only did certain loans, so I had to kick a lot back, and that's where they were getting upset with me. It was like, hey, you're wasting your time doing these. Don't be doing that. And then it's like hearsay. You know, one part says this, one part says this. Um, so I was just like, you know what, I'm done. And then finally one day after lunch, I um, was like, you know what, I'm done. And just got up. Hey, brother, I'm quitting. <laughs> we just bought a house. I'm going to move closer. I also worked two hours away. So that was, like, great that I did quit. Um, and then from there, I said, hey, I'm going to work from home because there's no reason why I should be driving, going out of my way for a job like that. Oh, man, yeah. That's that's a hell of a commute. I, 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 I wouldn't have signed up. God, I hope I wouldn't have had to sign up for it in the first place. So but, uh, sometimes we got to do what we got to do, but, yeah. Yeah, well, luckily I did. I quit that commute. My wife does it because she's stationed. Yeah. Um, in San Diego so it's like she does it and, and I try to help her as much because I know she's tired from driving and, and it's one of those where I was like yeah I can't do that like, does she have to do it five days a week or yeah five Ugh. days now That's so us. before she was only doing it half and that was when it was perfect yeah. and then now it is five so I'm like dang I feel so bad you know yeah totally off topic um uh I I used to live in Phoenix and so San Diego was like five hours away and I went there, ended up there a couple of times, um, different times. And, like, it was one of those things that, like, um, if I tried to find Oceanside, the Oceanside Beach area, couldn't do it. If I just drove around aimlessly, I would either end up at Oceanside or the Naval Base. Like, it was one or the other. It, it never failed. And I'm like, oh, like, getting near the Naval Base. And I'm like, oh, time to turn around now. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but yeah, Oceanside, like, it was so funny, like, it just it stopped trying, and then just, there it is, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, I love San Diego, it's so beautiful. I'm the same way, um, it took me, like, two years to start knowing my way around, yeah, I did a really bad job when I was living, <laughs> I just, like, GPS every single time, and I got in the habit of just using the GPS, not really caring about streets, and then, like, I finally had to go figure out where another base was and how to actually get to the main gate. And that was, like, the most difficult thing. I was, like, two hours late for one of my knee appointments, so I had to, like, call back. Because the GPS doesn't know that. <laughs> exactly, and that's when I noticed. I was like, all right, maybe i got to start learning. So slowly, you know, been living in, in my area for almost a year, and now I'm starting to, it's starting to click for me. Wow. Yeah, my, my husband can be like that where he'll rely on the GPS, but... It didn't, we've been living here almost a year now, but, and he stopped using it for most of the things, like just the, the normal things that, you know, he goes to all the time. If it's anything new, obviously, um, you know, we'll bring it up, but yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, I've, I've usually been pretty good, like just driving around, like I'm good about figuring it out unless it's like a specific address. And then of course, even with GPS, sometimes I can't find it. But, yeah, it's usually, like, just driving around, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, figure it out. I'm like, yeah, so, but, meh. <laughs> there you go. I got to be more like you and start 
trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, sometimes just driving aimlessly helps. Um, and, you know, if you time it where the baby's supposed to be napping, maybe she's not napping, you know, sometimes that helps, like just the driving in the car. Um, as long as she's still in, like, the maybe the carrier that you can, like, easily, like, pick up and bring into the house. Because, like, sometimes when they're in the other carrier, like, if you get them out of the, the normal, like, car seat or whatever, they, like, wake up and then it's hard to put them back down, but... Yeah, yeah, she's really she's really good on that. If you just take her, loves the car, will fall right asleep. Nice. Um, so that's like a great thing, you know. And that, and funniest thing, she loves being out. So if you keep her in the house all day, she'll be upset. And we didn't know that, and we took her like to the mall one day. She like loved it. Yeah. And we took her to the walking um, in Oceanside actually go eat lunch. She just loved it. So we're like, all right, and that's the key. You know, take her on a walk, and then she's fine. They like to people watch. And just seeing new stuff and like, you know, six months old, like the, the eyesight's starting to come in, you know, because when they're first born, they can't see more than like 12 inches and it's all just like black and white. Um, but yeah, so definitely, um, by one years old, we were taking, we, uh, you know, we were able to like, you know, put him in the cart and the shopping cart and he loves that. And then, uh, going to a restaurant and stuff and he absolutely like, cause we, you know, COVID baby and all, um, we waited for a while and then, but we, this first restaurant was right around one years old and he was just. He's, he loves it. Every time we go out, like, well, not every time. Like, he is a baby. Um, the last couple of times, it, like, it's to the point where he starts screaming because he's done. But for the most part, he is so happy to just look around, eat whatever we give him. Like, it's just a whole fun experience. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> she's like that a bit. Uh, so it's fun, you know, taking her out. But she's, she just wants to be doing something or looking at it. So, if like, like for instance, like I said, I'll shoot emails or whatever when I'm mm-hmm. with her. And she, like, wants to look, wants mm-hmm. to grab the phone. So, I'm like, all right, you can have the phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I got to take her off or, like, loves to play all day. So, I'll say that's the best part is, like, I can put her to, in the jumper, put her down to play. She just mm-hmm. plays and then goes to sleep. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. And I got two hours real quick. And we can take care of some things. Yeah. It's when they just drop down to one nap a day that you're like, oh. I didn't appreciate the other naps more. <laughs> exactly. Do you think she's going to be really adventurous? I asked because, like, the first time I took my son to, like, a playground, um, he was at least a year and a half. So, like, toddling around pretty, pretty well. Um, and I took – but he was – to this day, he's still very timid. And if we're not, like, right there, he doesn't really climb up too much. Like, he's very timid. He's like, mm – I'm going to go real slow on this. Like, is, do you think your daughter is going to be like, oh, no, I'm going down that side now. <laughs> I think she's going to do it. She's kind of like that now to where, like, she tries to do too much, throw herself, like, she'll be, like, on the couch, try to roll or, like, throw her head back. Like, she's just one of those. Yeah. And then she has a jumper, goes crazy. In yeah. Like, she's always trying to look around, grab everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We It'll have, be uh, interesting. We have, we have three dogs. We have a Frenchie. Boxer Pit and Doberman. She yeah. only likes the Doberman. Yeah. And only like play with it. So yeah. like, just knowing that, I'm like, yeah, she didn't see this dog do something and be like right there, you know, trying to look at it, playing with the bush because they like to go like in the bushes. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I already know she's going to be the one like watch her. Yeah. We had a German Shepherd um, sadly passed away last uh, September. 
Um, and our, our Xander would climb all over her. And she was just, like, she had had puppies. Like, she was used as a breeding dog for a while. Um, so she was used to it. And she's just, she'd just let him crawl all over her. And she's so gentle with him. And um, even the cat loved that dog. It was that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we I, had like ten different cats, and uh, one of them, one time, the Doberman went up to her and just sliced its ear, and the blood went everywhere. And, like Dobermans are crying, and it was just like we lived in a one uh, one bedroom apartment too, so I was like trying to clean everything, and then didn't do a good job. So my wife came home uh, from from A school, and she was just like, "Oh, you know, like help me clean," but. uh it was funny, like, with the dogs, I learned so much in that short period of time. And then it was kind of hard, too, because I did that routine with them every single day. So it was just, like, finally, you know, when I didn't, it just felt so bad. I was like, oh, you know. Because first we, we waited. Um, we had, like, two miscarriages. And then from there, you know, finally we had our daughter in a house. So it was, like, so much better. We're like, now we get to appreciate it even more because we have the space upstairs, downstairs. Give her her own room to sleep in. Now we can go do something, you know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. If it, it, if it would have been the condos, it would have been yeah. a fun sight. Especially with the dogs. Like, the baby is one thing, but... Yeah, the dogs, was, that was tough. Yeah. Definitely. I, I know. I got it. Like, when we were moving down here, um, the dog had to stay with my parents. Um, but, uh, yeah. Because I couldn't imagine. Because we were in a hotel for, like, six weeks. So... There's no way uh, that we could have had her in the room with us. There just there wouldn't have been enough room. <laughs> just with the baby, and it, we had like a little one bedroom like suite thing, and it was still just barely enough room. That, <laughs> so that's what we we had too. We had like a a spare room, and then we had a well, excuse me. So the first place we had was one bedroom, but it was awesome because. It was spacious in the room, so, like, we had so much in there. And then we went to um, a two-bedroom condo. We did have an extra room, and that was, like, where we would have the desk. We would have another bed in there, but it was just, it felt small. And then in our room, we have a, a, I don't even know what kind of size bed. So, giant bed in there takes up the majority of the room, so it just makes it look smaller, makes it feel smaller. So, you're in there, you're like, yeah, we can't really do anything. You know what I mean? You can't add anything else in here for a baby. So it was kind of cool. You know, once we did get the space, it was like, all right, cool. We can put her here. It has this whole section to play in. Now we can have that sectioned off. I have the back half of the house is my wife and I's desk. So it's kind of cool because they're in the same area. Um, so from there, it was like awesome learning those things. Also, not to put a desk upstairs in the summertime when it's like 110, 20. Don't do that. Nice. So that was a, a good learning point, too. <laughs> absolutely and yeah that 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 fenced off space or whatever that you can like you know have the baby in like that's going to be in more important over the next year um as she starts crawling and then walking because and whatever she can get into she will um yeah yeah, like whatever like xander now is at the point where he's trying to grab everything off the counters and, and he doesn't care. Knives, scissors. He's like, cool, I just want to look at it. She, she does that already. Like, just starts hitting things. Mm-hmm. Um, pulling, like, the flowers. Like, trying to grab it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I had, a, I had a nose piercing in. She she, gra- she scratched it up. 
right out, and I like looked at her, but nose was all bleeding. It's like, yeah, I'm probably not gonna do that again. But like every single day, I would just pick at it, and she was only a couple months old then. <laughs> So it was kind of funny there, and then now I'm just like, no, you know, grabs every, grabs the laptop, she grabbed it the other day, trying to pick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What and yeah, whatever you have, they want. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, and you try to give them things like little play cell phones or game controllers or whatever, and that's cool for like a second, but they know, they know that's not the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, she does She does that. So even if I have the controller, she'll, like, take my thumbs and try to pull it off. So I just don't even anymore. I'm like, you know what? All right. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, we understand that. So. <laughs> All right. I, I, I need to get going and, you know, do some stuff around here. And thank you so much for taking the thank time you. to chat with me about yeah, this. Once again, where can people find you? Absolutely. Um, so you can find me, find me two ways, excuse me. It's going to be the Winner's Paradigm podcast, and then it's Alpha Influence Media right now, um, Facebook, Instagram. I'll send over all my links, and from there, my calendar link as well. So if you're an entrepreneur, business owner that's looking to be able to find someone that's going to be able to help you find those ideal people, ideal shows you want to be on, we can get you connected. And then from there, we also have an influencer package um, where we actually help you get celebrities on your show through proven methods. I'm able to even show it as well and say, hey, you know, we'll get you connected with them. So you either can t- collaborate, do that business, or you can even learn. And then in your case, you know, replicate it for your audience to be able to improve it. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely be talking about that, I'm sure. <laughs> awesome, Andy. Well, thank you again. It was an honor. Thank you. Have a great one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That was Alondas. The winner's parrot from the winner's paradigm podcast. And I'm really glad that we did that. I was outside my comfort zone. Um, normally so far, I've only talked to people that I've had like kind of like a relationship or an established, you know, communication, you know, a bit of a backstory. And with Alondas, it was like something new and, you know, which is good because it forced me to, you know, one, go check out somebody else's podcast, and two, have a different perspective. And I think that we definitely got that. And I think that I hope that Alondis and I are able to work together in the future and do more collaborations and um, reach out projects and like that. So thank you again, Alondis. And I will make you all of the notes will be there, as you will see in the show notes for the podcast. Um, yeah, I'm Angie Goods. You can find me at the usual places on Instagram at Miss G Growing, M-S-G-G-R-O-W-I-N-G. Um, All Fudged Up does have a podcast page on Instagram. All Fudged Up Pod, I believe, is the handle on that one. Um, you can always send an email uh, at, or at, send an email to Goods Funny Girl at gmail.com. I might put that in the show notes, too. I might not. I don't know. I probably will now since I said it. So, all right, my little fudge pops. Um, Oh, did I talk about the song at the beginning? I probably didn't. Song at the beginning was Acceleration by Jay Nephilim. Go check them out on Instagram at Jay Nephilim. And, yeah, put that in the show notes, too. Hopefully. All right. 
Love you guys. Uh, and until the next time, have a great rest of your day. Bye.